Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to your daily devotional of sorts. Although I am not a cult leader, um, I do this every day and you are, you know, very devoted if you listen on a daily basis, <laughs> like very devoted. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. I talk to some friends sometimes. I'm like, I forgot you were even doing that. It's like, it's okay. You don't have to listen to me every day. Um, but a lot of you do, and I, I really do appreciate it. And most of you aren't my friends. I mean, you are my friends, but we don't know each other. So that's incredible to me. And I mean, the podcast is still growing. It's kind of surging. And uh, thank you. Uh, of course, United States is where I'm most popular. But then it's uh, not me, the podcast. Uh, then it's Japan, Arigato, France. Thank you very much. Merci. Uh, Ireland and then the UK. And then there's smaller percentages kind of all over. Um, but yeah, it's very, very cool. I don't even know how people discover this podcast. Um, I just started running my first ads last month on Pinterest and, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I appreciate the support. Uh, I, I can't express that enough. Uh, the show I did, I think, uh, on Monday is super popular. So thank you for that. (laughs) Um, uh, I mostly talk about Woody Allen and Mia Farrow, but I, again, I am tired of this disingenuous, you know, black history month thing, you know, uh, Love me all year, every day. You don't you don't have to just send me emails or put on TV specials or anything like that just in February. I mean, this is not night. In fact, I was watching an episode of Good Times. Um, I watch Good Times whenever it's on. But apparently it started off as a week. It was Black History Week in the 70s. And then they expanded it to the whole month. And listen, you don't got to do that when you treat people well. You know, if you treat me well all the time, you don't got to have a special month for me, you know. And what about other ethnic groups? What about other, you know, quote unquote minorities? I don't get it. Uh, And that's my point. But I'm not going to make a podcast about that. But I am going to talk about something that I thought was interesting. Uh, I was just thinking about it. You know, I percolate ideas as soon as I wake up. So for like two hours... I'm up usually an hour at least to two hours before I do the podcast. So ideas, I pray, I meditate, I'm doing all that, you know, kind of right brain stuff, just getting centered and focused so I can launch myself into my day. I have long days. I have a lot that I have to get accomplished. So I need to do it from a center. And uh, one of those ideas that just popped up in my head was, is there such a thing as black guilt you know and this has nothing to do with white people's feelings this is all about black people feeling guilty about being successful because our ancestors were slaves and how much does that impact us so many people are so so um attached or emotionally involved in the movement that they can't let go the fact that we're not having some sort of collective black experience. There are a lot of successful black people, FYI. And I'm not just talking about LeBron James and his family. There are a lot of families that are not in the NBA or in sports that are doing well. Everybody's not having this collective experience 
you know, uh, poor, low income, no father in the home. That is not everybody's black experience. It certainly wasn't mine. And it's certainly not my friend's experience. And then you you go, you know, look at um, the black middle class. It exists. It exists. I know people who aren't rich or famous, but hang out with the Obamas. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who are having uh, good, high quality life experiences. And then, you know, they're black. And then you get this whole, you know, every time there's some sort of campaign for something, it's like, you know, only poor people uh, are black and only poor black people get shot by the police and only poor black. It's like this narrative that people are stuck in. And a lot of people aren't poor that are using this narrative to lift, lift themselves up. You know, certainly they may not be rich and they may not be what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, net worth. But they're not poor. You see what I'm saying? So it's like this. Are we just feeling guilty? Not me. I don't feel any guilt. (laughs) I've worked very, very hard to get where I am. And uh, I have built my own company from nothing. And I don't feel a a bit of shame or guilt about any success that I have now or am receiving uh, in the future. Um, I've worked very hard to get where I am. And I think I just don't understand why there's so much attachment to the past and how you feel. And so I was thinking about something and I was like, why, why can't people just be like, you know, life is pretty good for us now. I'm not saying it's perfect, but everybody's not having the same collective black experience, just like white people aren't having a collective experience, just like Jewish people aren't all having the same collective experience. You know, I, I just don't understand why we have to be uh, shackled to our past, no pun intended, or maybe I did intend it, constantly. Like, why why can't we just feel good about where we are now? Certainly there's work that needs to be done. I am nobody's um, uh, conservative uh, apologist. I, I know that things are not perfect, but I do know and recognize that my day isn't nearly what my grandmother's day was or her mother. You know, I get it that that it wasn't all that long ago. I get that the 60s wasn't that long ago. Thank you, because that's my decade. (laughs) Well, I was born at the end of the 60s, if that counts. But, you know, it's like I get it. I get that it's not perfect. I know America is flawed, but it feels like we are stuck in a loop, you know, where we where if we forget about it, or if we, uh, yeah, like if we just live our lives and celebrate where we are now, then we're forgetting where we came from. And like, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know about other people, but black people love to be like, don't forget where you come from. Well, you know what? A lot of people want to forget where they come from. What if you don't come from like a great place? What if you, you your home wasn't healthy or safe? What if you don't come from a, 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 a moderately healthy family? You want to completely forget but it's like black people always like, don't forget. Why Why can't I forget? Everybody else gets to forget. <laughs> well, that's probably another another topic for another day. But I, I do think we we may suffer from black guilt. And that the ones that are the black people that are doing well and succeeding, you know, and maybe the penultimate is somebody like LeBron, who 
who is successful and he shouldn't have been statistically. You know, if he couldn't play basketball, what would his life have looked like based off of his circumstances? You know, and you have to think somebody like him would have figured another way. But he he was good at sports. He was good at basketball, you know. And so now he's a social activist. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But would he be one if he didn't feel some sort of guilt for being successful? And I think, you know, I've never made the connection before, but he, he produced a show called Survivor's Remorse. And that's what all of that, that's what Survivor's Remorse means. You know, you feel bad that you made it out and other people didn't. And the show really wasn't about LeBron, I don't think. But it was interesting and I enjoyed it. And I'm sorry that it went off the air because it was really well done, really well done. And that let me know that LeBron was special. He's not just, I mean, his whole group of friends, that's incredible to me, what they've been able to accomplish. And we're not, they don't have MBAs. They're not what you'd consider. Everybody said he was going to fail when he hired Rich Paul as his agent because that's his friend. But, I mean, they were all dead-ass wrong and good for LeBron. But, yeah, I do think there's a certain level of black guilt. Um, and, you know, I hate that for us because, I, like I said, other other groups don't feel um, this, you know. And, I, and I'm not trying – these are – complex topics and I'm not trying to make them into bite-sized concepts because you can't they're they're huge I'm just saying that sometimes I feel like black people get hamstrung by our our need to continuously remind ourselves and everyone that slavery happened and it's almost to the point where you can't even feel successful without bringing it up you know, without bringing up something like you can't just be a great director. You got to be a great black director because black people used to be slaves. And that's just so you really, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. And I'm not, not proud of being black. I love being black. Um, I just, I just feel like sometimes that might be something that, that having to acknowledge it all the time might be something that's, holding us back. I think there have been a lot of super successful black people in roles that you didn't know they were black. There was a TV producer in the 70s and 80s. I can't remember his name. But when I interned at Warner Brothers, I realized he was black. And I was like, what? And he's hella rich. I want to say he was one of the producers of Family Matters or some show. And when you see his name, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen his name on a lot of sitcoms. He just, I I never read anything about him. I never really saw him. I didn't know, you know what I mean? So he was just like, yeah, I'm just a TV producer, you know? And I just remember being shocked, like, whoa, he's doing really well. And there's a lot of people like that. You know, I think, uh, I think there's, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Dave Stewart. In St. Louis, you know, he's got a pretty big technology company. I think it's Worldwide Technology or something like that. I mean, I don't recall it ever being like, like, they don't really talk about him that much here. And it's not, I think you could be a millionaire and be black in St. Louis and just be in the cut. <laughs> People would leave you alone or because if you don't broadcast it, they certainly aren't going to broadcast it for you. So, yeah. 
I don't know. It's interesting. It's just something that I was thinking about. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it didn't happen or let's forget about it at all. But I am saying, can we not have it be so much of a thing that it, or is it so much of a thing that it, we never advance beyond being, you know, I just want to be known as a great filmmaker, not a great black female filmmaker. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like a label. Uh, because my parents, you know, <laughs> because my great great grandparents were slaves. Um, but I will say this here's an addendum. When you're on that ancestry.com, and listen, this is what I'm saying. I know it happened. I know slavery was real. Because what ancestry.com doesn't tell you or give you a warning is if you're an African American or a black person, as I like to say, you will get to the slave logs. And you get to the slave rolls and it's like, whoa, I'm telling you, I got, I was like, I'm getting off of here, Ancestry.com, because my, I didn't find it on my mom's side. The records didn't go back that far. But on my dad's side, I saw my, my father's grandfather on a slave roll. And I was just stunned. And it was like, boy, 15 you know, listed as part of the property. And somehow they connected him to, you know, our family. I was like, oh, oh. And it was jarring. And it was like, please, come on, Ancestry, can you put up a disclaimer or something? You know, because yeah, that was just unsettling. So I get it. I don't need to forget that it, it happened. But I also don't want to have black guilt. And maybe it's not even slavery because you look at some of these other people who are out here, you know, it's like the peer pressure to be poor and thugged out. And like, what's that all about? Where does that come from? You know, no sellout and all that. But then there's a ton of sellouts. I don't know. It's the dichotomy of being black, (laughs) y'all. It's so much. (laughs) It's so much that comes with it. And then you've got like, you know, the the angry black people who are just constantly like I and I know the rhetoric as soon as I hear it and and they're passionate about it and they want to fix everything. And the, the it's just it's such an interesting thing. It's like the ocean because um, then you have like those issues. Then you have the issues that come with being black and female and then uh, relationships that black people have amongst ourselves uh, yeah, it's just, it's a thing. It's a thing. And I'm not going to figure it out on this podcast in 15 minutes. I could tell you that, uh, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I really, I wonder if that's a thing and, um, uh, black guilt, just wondering if it's okay to be successful. That's really what I'm saying. I said all those words before that to say, is it okay do do the majority of black people feel okay being successful or does that somehow betray our ancestors? Cause many of them weren't. And that's not to say all, there were some people who were successful. I have a friend who did her ancestry and found like her relatives during, during, I don't, I don't think it was slavery time, but right after slavery were, in fact, she didn't even find that her relatives were on slave rolls. She found that her relatives like somehow migrated and were running their own businesses in Louisiana. Um, and it, it's fascinating because everybody, again, has a different journey. So, yeah. Huh. 
All right. That's all I have for now, (laughs) which is a lot. It's a lot to unpack. So if you are black or you know a black person, just, you know, it's okay to just be like, you know, what's up? That's why we're always like, what's up? (laughs) Because it's complicated. (laughs) All right. Enjoy your Wednesday. Please be your best. I just implore you because life is exciting. It's getting better every day. And we're not designed to be all sad and and forlorn and broken. And I don't know what to, you know, this whole kicking rocks thing. Like, you know, that's not really what we were put here to be. You know, it, it's, it should be more joyous than it is. And uh, I enjoy doing this podcast. Uh, today's topic was a little heavy, but, you know, it's just a concept. It's just an idea. We're just having a conversation. Uh, so, yeah. You know, enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. You were put here for a reason. Only you know what that reason is. And, uh, you know, let's just have some fun with it. Just ask questions and don't vilify people who uh, disagree with you or who you think don't like you or living in these weird little, you know, if you don't agree with everything I say, you must hate me type of thing. You know, let, let that go. All right. Can we all get along? Yeah, probably not. (laughs) We're not going to always agree on everything, but maybe a more accurate question is, can we agree to disagree? You know, even on the stuff that, you know, and I'm not great at it, although I am pretty good at like, agree to disagree. But, you know, you need to convince me if I believe something completely, you're going to have to work really hard to make me not believe it. That's just me, though. But we can agree to disagree. I'm good at that. (laughs) Have a great day. Just talking about it now got me choking up And I don't wanna rehash those feelings Cause then all those scabs start healing I get mad and talk bad about people Curse the world, call it trash and evil And just cause I might have to leave you And not care, I don't have to see you All these feelings, I don't even try to fight them Cause real talk, girl, you probably just like them Can you even stand the love a man like me? I ain't never gonna change, why can't you see? Do you really think that you can even handle me? You ain't never even Like you call me down And it might even seem like Zeus falling Wow 
But it's a matter of time before I doubt you I'm so paranoid, I swear the noise clouds true And now your presence is just developing foul moves And all I wonder is when you leaving and how soon This jealousy overzealously rages It's a felony, definitely a vagrant Whatever you're telling me better be amazing Cause otherwise this love will die and turn to hatred I feel what my heart was is now vacant And now my bad attitude feels flagrant I'm sorry girl, this love I can't take it It's when I expose myself, I feel naked Just might make it And our bond will go far beyond breaking And this match might be heaven in the making Matter of fact, this covenant might be sacred And I imagine that we're passing something special I always fathom that love could be the vessel I feel a calm peace in me starting to settle I'm letting go and letting love unless you Stop losing your grip on what you promised Cause breaking up with a rake in the cage monster I tried to warn you girl, I tried to stop you But you swear you can take whatever I brought you Man, you can see that I pushed you away it wasn't a game, but you just kept pushing play. I tried to leave, but you just begged me to stay. You should have left me, but I'm even now with maybe two days. Can you even stay with a man like me? I ain't never gonna change, why can't you see? Do you really think that you can even handle me? You ain't never even gonna see me angry. I'm a wild animal, ain't no fame in me. I'm too far gone, ain't no fame in me. Do you really think you can be the answer key? Would you really even wanna take a chance on me? Can you even stand and love a man like me? Take a chance on me. Uh. Take a chance on me.